Welcome to Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. Trudy is the daughter of Jeanette and Truett Kathy, founder of Chick-fil-A. And like her dad, she is a beloved leader, communicator, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, Trudy will share a heartwarming collection of true stories with lessons she's learned along the way and remind you that the legacy you'll leave then is the life you're living now. Here now is your host, Trudy Kathy White. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Along the Way. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to my last episode, part one of our conversation on Strength to the Summit, I want to encourage you to pause here and listen through that conversation first. You might remember I identified three specific milestones we face on the mountain of aging, and we talked through the first one, learning from our elders when we're young. Today, we're going to talk about milestone two and three, saying goodbye to our elders, and lastly, becoming elders ourselves. During this podcast season, I've shared many personal stories, some fun and some challenging. Today's episode is really an emotional one for me, but I feel so compelled to share it with you with the hope that it will glorify the Lord and bring you to a deeper connection with Him. As you listen today, I encourage you to make the most of whatever time you have left with those you treasure the most. I moved out of state away from my parents when I started college at the age of 18. There, I went to school, operated a Chick-fil-A restaurant, met my husband, got married, graduated, and started raising a family. As you know, John and I then moved our family to Brazil for 10 years. By the time we returned home from the mission field and began to live in Richmond, Virginia, I had lived away from my parents for almost 20 years. Life came back full circle when in August 2003, we moved next door to my mom and dad and later built a house on the family farm. I often checked in on mom while my dad was at work and usually I found her very busy around the house. Seemed she always had something to organize, clean, or to fix. I've said it before that she was always learning some new trick or trade, such as how to fix the plumbing, how to repair the dishwasher, or even how to use a computer. Because we lived far out in the country and my dad was busy at work, mom learned how to do just about everything that needed to be done. She'd say, I couldn't get a repairman out here for love or money, so I learned to do things myself. Mom challenged herself to grow orchids, become an expert at oil painting, and to maximize her time and continue learning by listening to audiobooks, business lectures, sermons, and motivational speakers as she worked around the house. I can only imagine the joy she would have found in the world of podcasting. She enjoyed music, art, flowers, and her church. For 30 years, she taught Bible study classes for 13-year-old girls. She loved her husband and family. She treasured her relationship with Jesus above everything else. Through her philanthropic pursuits, she touched the lives of thousands of families and children who may never know the debt they owe her. She truly left her mark on the world. As mom and dad grew older and needed more help, I realized mom had already taught me everything I needed to know about caring for aging parents. She had done an amazing job taking care of her own mother, my precious granny, in the final years of her life. Now, I began to realize it was my turn, and I was determined to live up to the fine example mother had set for me. When she stopped driving, 
I began taking her everywhere she needed to go. We spent so much time in the car driving to doctor's appointments, going to get her hair done, going to the grocery store, lunch with a friend, and so on. I sat with her every week to organize her medications, and I helped her with her wardrobe, matching her tops and her pants in her closet. What many may see as a chore, I saw simply as a tremendous blessing. I loved every minute I spent laughing and crying with her during those years. I may not have realized it at the time, but God gave me a beautiful gift, the gift of time and conversation. I feel like I got to know my mother better in those final years than I did in all the years before. She would challenge me with what she was learning from the Bible and her walk with the Lord. I would try to encourage her to remain strong because of her influence on our family. She would often talk out loud to her Heavenly Father while getting dressed or riding in the car with me. And whenever that happened, I just smiled on the inside. What a blessing to watch her grow old with grace. Mom never lost her zest for life. I once visited her 80s and up Sunday school class when Mom was about 89. She announced to the ladies in the class, Now, ladies, just because we're getting old, it doesn't mean that you have to dress the part. And then she lifted the hem of her modest dress ever so slightly to reveal the bright red slip she was wearing underneath her dress. And everybody chuckled. And because of her influence, some even showed her their red slip as well. My mother always maintained a youthful mind and promoted positive thinking everywhere she went. On rainy days, she put on the brightest things she had to wear and rarely used a black umbrella. She preferred one that was hot pink or bold blue or even polka dotted. Mom was sunshine to many people, especially on dark, dreary days. Mom's legacy can be summed up in the no be live model. I've shared that model with you before in the past. Her life is a challenge to the coming generations to know Jesus more deeply, be transformed in their character, and live a life of kingdom influence. That's what she taught me, and that's the mark she left on the world. Saying goodbye to her was more difficult than I can describe, but I found with Tom the more I rejoice in the life she lived and share her legacy with others, the more joyful I treasure her life. I thank God for bringing me home in time to walk beside her every day for the last decade of her life. Once you reach the age when your older friends, family members, and mentors start passing away, you realize something that shouldn't be shocking, but often is, you're getting older. I'm in my 60s as I record this. I remember a time when 60 sounded so old, but I don't feel old at all. I still have an active, often busy lifestyle. I get on the floor and I play with my grandchildren just like I played with their parents on the floor 30 years ago. I travel for business, I exercise, I volunteer at camps, I enjoy speaking engagements across the country. I'm the same Trudy I've always been. I just have a few more wrinkles and a few more years of experience and memories than I used to. More often than not, the biggest struggle with aging is significance. This is something we all face from time to time, worrying that the world has sped up too much and we'll never catch up to it. That's what makes aging such a particularly frightening mountain. It looms before all of us, and we know the climb will be a challenge. As the challenges of old age begin to overtake us, we may become tempted to give up, sit back, relax, 
and quietly fade away. I can't speak for you, but that's not the way I've lived my life up to this point, and it's not the way I want to live the life ahead. Our usefulness is not measured by how fast we step, but by how high we climb. Even as age slows us down, sometimes frustratingly so, our lives can still be vivid examples of what it means to live, move, and breathe in Jesus. Age does not diminish our call to be His ambassadors in a dark world. The fruit of the Spirit doesn't dry up because the branches show a little more wear and tear. As long as we draw breath, every moment is an opportunity to create a greater legacy for those we will one day leave behind. The mountain of aging is not a depressing or impossible mountain to climb. Rather, it can be the most rewarding summit of our lives. The pressures the Gen Z and millennial generations feel aren't so different from what the baby boomers went through. Sure, technology changes and society advances, but are all those innovations actually making us happier and healthier than previous generations? In His perfect wisdom, God ensured that several generations would live and work together in every part of the world. I don't believe that's an accident. I think God knew we would need the benefit of our elders' experiences, so He made sure there were plenty of elders around. Only together can the generations present a complete picture of what love is meant to be, a hand outstretched towards others in service, in encouragement, and in love. As the great Marcos Tutilius Cicero so perfectly summarized, nature has but a single path and you traveled it only once. Each stage of life has its own appropriate qualities, weakness in childhood, boldness in youth, seriousness in middle age, and maturity in old age. These are the fruits that must be harvested in due season. As we reach the summit of the mountain of life, I pray you will always strive to harvest those precious fruits of experience from others around you, whether they're young or old. I invite you to read Psalm 92 verses 12 through 14 and think about what it means to you to still bear fruit in old age and to stay fresh and green. I'll leave you with these two questions. Here's the first one. What fruit are you bearing now, regardless of your age? And how might that fruit continue to flourish as you get older? Here's the second question. What opportunities and unique experiences has God given for you to share with other generations? Be specific as you answer these questions. Outline at least three ways you can pass your wisdom on to others. Thank you for listening to this episode. Some of you may be facing the heartbreak of loss both with those we love and the loss of your own youth. But it is my hope that by sharing my experiences on this podcast, you will all feel less alone. On the next episode, we'll continue our conversation of loss and what it truly means to be anchored securely. That concludes our time together for today. To find out more about Trudy, visit TrudyCathyWhite.com or follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. By pondering the lessons in this podcast, you'll move one step closer to having your own meaningful collection of lessons you've learned along the way.